Hello, everybody. Cal Banyan here on Cal Banyan's Hypnosis Center on calbanyan.com. And gosh, we're back. We're back. We're hunkered down. This is a hunkered down, another hunkered down pod, podcast because Erica's hunkered down and I'm hunkered down. And um, so it, some things might not be as perfect and beautiful, but we're going to get it done. We're not going to let this bug win. We're not going to let this bug win. We're just going to keep going, not just surviving, but thriving. And so with that said, let me tell you something we're going to talk about today. You know, in the last four episodes, I was with Penny and we talked a lot about how to get you guys online because I said, I said it before, we'll say it again. You can do hypnosis sessions online. Did you get that? You can do hypnosis sessions online. You really can. And so I want to give Erica a chance to give her take on that. And I'm going to take a, show you a kind of an inside look at some of the equipment I use. Inexpensive and absolutely unnecessary. You can get by without it. All right. Let me tell you about Erica. And uh, you guys know Erica if you've been watching for a while. She is an awesome hypnotist. She's a trainer for us. She's a five-path certified, board-certified hypnotherapist, hypnotist. And uh, in, in Washington, where she's at, they're called hypnotherapists. Mm -hmm. Me, I'm just a lowly hypnotist here in Texas. Nothing fancy. Well, actually, I am board certified, but I must go on. We just, it was funny because before the show, I was talking to Erica about how we have to keep these, these introductions a little bit shorter, but I could go on and on about her. I'll tell you something that's going on. One of my favorite things in the world is to be first. And Erica is about to be first of the very first person to do an online certification course where everybody is online live and re recognized by the National Bill of Hypnotist. How exciting is that? How are you doing, Erica? Really good to be here today. And, um, you know, I am excited about our upcoming class, which is going to be all online. And I just want to point out how cool it is that you were the one who developed a lot of the online requirements for the National Guild of Hypnotists um, for the hypnotists to practice online, but also for the instructors to be giving their classes online. And those have been adopted by the NGH. So there's a couple for another firsts for you, Cal. I don't know if you've mentioned that yet or not, but it's just really um, amazing to be associated with the Five Path organization and you leading the way in a lot of areas for our profession right now. So it's an honor to be working with you on so this. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, a little bit of background on that. So I've been, I've been lobbying and pushing and conjoling the NGH for a long time to recognize online sessions. And um, I managed to get to be the only person that the NGH had allowed to do hypnosis training online. So I had these hybrid classes right up, some students online and some um, uh, on site. And I've done that for years and years. And I've been lobbying to have other people be able to do it too. But it was very technical. And now it's becoming simpler and simpler to do. And so the, the NGH put me in charge of two things. And that was putting together the, doing the research, the background, providing them information they need to make a decision about doing hypnosis sessions online. And, and with the report I put together, um, then I, I partnered with Dr. Reverend Scott Giles. You may know him because he's the, the, the legal liaison with the National Guild of Hypnotists. 
between like senators and the government and stuff like that. And he had been involved in writing standards before. And then he went through what I did and made it look more like the NGH standards because I can be really kind of five path centric. And he made it more, more general for like National Guild of Hypnotists, which I greatly appreciate. And that went so well that when I was putting together the standards for doing online certification training, live online certification training, both where uh, all the students are online and where it's a hybrid class where some students are online, some are on site, that uh, I put that together and I asked Dr. Reverend Scott Giles to go through that again. So he's got like second author on that stuff. And uh, I tell you what, Scott Giles is like probably one of the smartest guys in the entire world of hypnotism. So smart and classy classy guy all right yeah so much for that where are we going with this uh well i really wasn't finished introducing you let me just tell everybody a little bit more about you cal because cal's been in the uh, hypnotherapy hypnosis uh profession for over 20 years and he's won nearly every single award from the national guild of hypnotists and like i just mentioned he's um authored two new standards to help our profession, to help our um, clients, to help our hypnotists show up better for their clients online. And yes, you know, we can do uh, sessions online. He's an author, he's a speaker, he's a trainer of some of the best people in the world. And I'm just so grateful to be a part of this. As I mentioned before, once I started working with Five Path, that's when my practice really took off. And so I've just been loving being a Five Pather and helping clients get amazing results for I can't believe it, Cal, but it's seven years now, so it's been pretty awesome. So glad to have you on the on the Five Path team. You know, to be a leader and inspiration uh, to other Five Pathers. You know, you write articles for uh, the Five Path Journal, and then also now for the National Guild of Hypnotists Journal and stuff. All right. So, as I said to everybody, all of our wonderful viewers, is that you know we've done like these four episodes on on doing sessions online. And I just wanted to give Erica a chance to, she hasn't seen those yet because as, we, as we're recording those, recording these, those have not yet been published. So only I and my editing people have seen that. So, um, but I'm sure that Erica has a very professional uh, take at it. So what would you like to kind of like the main nuggets you want everybody to know about doing hypnosis sessions online? works just as well. I've been um, working with folks online mostly because of my books. And so when I published my books, um, people from around the world were contacting me. Uh, but then what I noticed is that a lot of my clients, there were times when we would have a snowstorm or there would be times when they would be stuck at home. And so it's turned into something more than just working with folks that, uh, you know, from a different part of the country or something like that. Um, I've had clients connect with me uh, when they are traveling or if they have anticipated travel and we're still able to continue sessions if that's what they want. So I really, you know, want people to understand it works really well. This is nothing knew that the profession of hypnotism is is just deciding to do because of the pandemic. This is something that people have been doing for quite some time and we've been getting results for quite some time. And so I really want people to just know it works and feel confident with it. And now, you know, Cal's gonna share and I can share too some of the equipment we use because we wanna make it easy for you. Yes, there's a lot of equipment and a lot of choices out there. So, you know, we can make it easy with what we know works basically. 
Awesome. And you know, I, I have to I have a confession right here. I had a negative attitude towards doing hypnosis sessions online because my style is very in your face, touching this and lifting that and touching on the shoulder. And I, I knew that those were, were tools that uh, were very helpful and to proceed without them, I was probably a little bit insecure. And, uh, but then uh, I, just like Eric, I had so many people from around the world that want to do sessions with me. And for the longest time, I mean, years and years over a decade, I mean, probably 15 years, people were actually flying in, driving cross country to do sessions with me. And I do like double, double, double sessions to try to get them done in a short period of time. And then they would go away happy. And then later on, they want to work on something else or they want to just tune up a little bit. And they didn't want to fly all the way in for one or two sessions. And so I was conjoled into doing it. And I went, wow, this works just as good. I like it. I got to do a few little modifications. Like instead of me lifting their hand, guess what I do? I say, okay, now lift your hand to drop it. And so, I mean, and I, and I go over these things in the course, but we can, I think I might've talked about some of the modifications in some of the previous podcasts. Awesome. Keep going. Well, um, the other thing that I like to mention, because I've, you know, answered a lot of questions from other hypnotists asking me this or even clients, and they'll say something like, but I, you know, in-person is better. Well, you know what, um, in-person for everything, in my opinion, is usually better. And so, you know, I can give my client a hug if they want a hug. I can pat them on the back. I can do all of those things. So I don't know that we're trying necessarily to say that um, the remote style of session is better in all ways. It is very good and it works really well, but it's not going to replace that in-person thing. And I, it's just interesting that a lot of hypnotists like to bring that up. That, oh, I'd rather see him in person. Well, I would too. Just like right now, we might rather be able to give our mom or our sister or our loved ones a hug, but a, a Zoom meeting you know, during the pandemic is better than nothing. And so just to kind of level set that, nobody's saying that it's going to necessarily be the same as being able to give your client a hug or pat them on the back or something like that, but it's effective. And I think that's, we're getting our clients results. So that's what we have to do and, and continue to think about because our clients need a lot of help right now, just like they always do. It might be a little bit different, the things they're struggling with, but they still need a lot of help. And so we still need to be out there providing service to our clients. You know, you're absolutely right on all levels. And one of the things is hypnotists have been doing this for a long time. I mean, it started before online and it was called, you know, telehypnosis sessions because they're doing it on the telephone. This is way better than that. And then also, you know, there's a, it's human nature to just want to do it the same old way you've always done it. And so you want to do it sessions, you're familiar with it. Subconscious mind loves familiar and the unfamiliar can be a little bit scary, nerve wracking. And so there's some fear that's generated with that, some insecurity, like I admitted to, which I'll never do again. Never. <laughs> okay. And then, but, and also, you know, it, let's say that it wasn't as good, just, just for the sake of this, the argument. But guess what? Right now, that's the only way it can be done. And for some people, after this whole pandemic thing is over, it's still going to be the only way that it can be done because there's no hypnotist in their area, or mm -hmm. it might be because uh, they, they don't have the ability to leave the house or to be gone from the house for very long because like oxygen needs or you know medical needs and stuff like that. And so 
let's not let the bug win. Let's use this opportunity to sharpen a whole new skill set, which will allow us to help people throughout the world, ambulatory and non-ambulatory, shy and gregarious, all these people. Because I'll tell you what, now, location is irrelevant. I stole that from Owl Labs. They sent me a cup because I'm a big proponent of the, the meeting owl, which is a 360 degree camera. I'm not gonna get into it right now. But on their mug, their thing, it says, location is irrelevant. The only thing that's relevant right now is language and interest, purpose, that kind of thing. Good, hey, let's talk a little bit. I, I promised about equipment. Yes. Yes. I'm tell them about like what, what you use and, and, uh, and then I'll talk about what I, and I've got some screenshots of some equipment. Yeah, so um, I do have a ring light, um, and it's not here with me right now. Um, it is in the office, but when I'm in the office, right now my setup is um, kind of, you know, and as you said, Cal, we're doing the best we can with what we've got. So my desk is pushed all the way up against the wall, and there's really no good place to put a ring light in front of me. Um, but there are times when I will use... Um, my um some headphones and um so under what circumstances do i use headphones well i usually use headphones if i'm getting some type of feedback um but i don't really like to use the headphones if i don't have to because they tend to hurt my ears over time so if i'm doing a full day of online sessions with clients um, i don't want it to bother my you know bother my ears and so if i don't have to use the headphones i won't um, but i do if there's a little bit of feedback um, and I know that you shared with me earlier a ring light that you like to use. Um, so do you want to talk about some of the equipment that you like? Okay, uh, excellent. Thanks for sharing. Now, one of the things I want you folks to know is you probably already have everything you need to do it. Yeah, you, you know, if you are watching this, you probably have everything you need to do this. Um, so, I mean, if you have an internet connection now, I use Zoom as my conference platform. You can use anything you want. Zoom requires 10 megabits minimum is a recommended. I've gotten away with a cell phone, which does a little bit less, because I, I, I test this, the internet speed and it's about seven megabits, which isn't too bad. Um, but you probably already have everything you need. Laptop got a camera in it, it's got a microphone in it, you got a window, you got a light, you're ready to go. And uh, that's when I started doing, when I went, I got hunkered down here in my house. I know it doesn't look like I'm in my house because I'm using a little Zoom magic because I, I got a green screen and this is a picture of my office in the background. Um, but uh, just, I'm gonna show you something. So look at that. That's just a green screen hanging on my on my wall, right there. It's not even straight. That's that's what you, that's the kind of sloppiness you can get away with. All right, boom. Now look at me. Oh, I'm looking all professional again. Now I did not have the green screen. All I had was my laptop in a spare room with a window and whatever light I had above and a blank wall, because the your background has to be. It should not diminish the quality of your session, right? And so a blank wall worked fine. And so then I started tinkering around with it. And I, Zoom has like uh, uh, fake backgrounds, but it didn't work to have a white wall with a white guy in a white shirt. There wasn't a contrast to use uh, a fake background. 
And so for like $60, I ordered that green screen and it's collapsible. It's, 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 it's kind of like you twist it and it becomes three rings that go in a carrier. So if forever I want to just put it away, I can do that. Don't need it. Don't need it. You know, if you've got a, if you've got a blank wall or you've got, you know, a nice looking anything background uh, that it will work just fine. Lighting can be tricky. For example, for some reason, we're having a heck of a time getting a good flesh tone with um, Erica there. We've kind of tinkered around with it. I don't know what's going on. It's probably Zoom is doing some crazy thing with her camera, but um, you know, she could tinker with that. And she could still do a hypnosis session like that. People realize that she's online. People have a little bit lower expectation of, you know, what the video quality is going to be like. And you got to remember after you've done like the pre-hypnosis interview stuff, then the rest is going to be with their eyes closed anyway. Okay. So I'm going to talk about another piece of superfluous equipment that I have. Um, let's, I'm going to do a screen share because I went into uh, amazon.com to, to open up some of the stuff I'm doing. Uh Oh, there we go. That didn't work out right. This is one of the things that happened to have a live podcast. All right. So I need to go screen share. Oh, I, for, I forgot to do one extra click. There we go. So let's do this. So we talked about ring lights. So I got this ring light. There it is. It's, it's $89.99, $90. Um, and I bought it because uh, it, it, well, it's right now that's, I have a ring light going on, but I have it on its lowest setting. I could get away just fine with just the two windows, be great. But I find that clients like to be able to see into my eyes and I wear glasses. And so the, the if lighting is not right, it can cast kind of a shadow there. So I'm using the ring light to kind of help fill in. And, and when people can see into your eyes, they, they feel more connected. And so I'm just going ahead and using, it's not my primary light, it's a fill light, but it can make a really good primary light. Now, if you do it, not necessary. Remember, if you do it, I recommend get the biggest one you can. This is uh, 18 inch. That's how big around it is. Uh, I like having a stand. I don't want it sitting on the, I prefer sitting on the floor because it's solid instead of on my desk because I would bump the desk and it's rattling around and stuff like that. Uh, so there you go. There's a ring light. Uh, I, and I've, Cal, this one, um, I just wanted to point out, sorry to interrupt, but um, this one has a mount for, um, for your, iPhone or for your iPad, right? Yes, yes. So yeah. go, go back to that. Yeah. So that like, I just want to make sure that everybody understands you don't have to put an iPhone or an iPad in there. Um, and so Cal, you're probably like, when you use your ring light, you're still using your laptop, right? This isn't like right. the ring light isn't just for a mobile device. And I, I, I see some people getting a little confused about that, but the head of that one can bend um, you don't have to put an iPad or iPhone in there. It just makes it easy if you do have one, if you're kind of standing up, um, if, you know, you wouldn't do that for sessions, but I just want to point out that uh, some people might think they have to put an iPad or iPhone in there because of this picture, but it's just not true. Exactly right. So I've got the, the ring light behind my laptop and I've also got it placed up higher than most people would use it so that it doesn't reflect in my glasses. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so also, like as Erica was talking about, 
is, so I'm going to just do, um, so Erica, you can see my screen, right? Yes. All right. So there you go. If you see, it's got like a camera that's in the middle. It's got a demonstration of a phone in the middle. Like if I was going to do just like a little three minute thing for Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, uh, I could just put my phone in there and it comes with an actually a little remote control, which is Bluetooth. I mean, if you want to get that fancy about it, there we go. In the bottom right hand corner, the little pink thing is a remote control. So I could turn the, the, the phone on and off without that awkward thing where you're reaching around trying to turn off the video after you're done talking. So there you go. Not a big deal. Not necessary. It's nice. And now I'm going to go to the speakers. One of the challenges that can happen with clients, as you know, from seeing clients live is they can start talking so softly, you can't even uh, hear them. So what you can do is, of course, ask them to speak loud. You say, I want you to speak up, say it again. Beautiful. Speaking louder won't interfere with what we're doing at all. But uh, it's, it's, you have more control at home if you get some powered speakers. These are not just any old speakers. These are not passive speakers. These are speakers that go from my headphone output into the speaker. And I have like a Y connector that allows it to do this. There we go. That's the back of one of the speakers. Got a little amplifier in there. It's got a volume control, bass control. And then there's two pins there, a white and a red colored one for left and right. And uh, now the recording we do is monaural, which means not stereo. And, and they just get the wire, you go to any old radio shack, if you can find one or Best Buy or whatever, and say, I want to go from a headphone jack into, write this down, RCA, RCA jack. So it's a little Y connector and that's what I did. There may be other ways to do it too. Uh, you may find some speakers that you can just go a headphone jack into them. But it's important that they're powered so I can really turn it up and listen to my client when they're speaking softly. So there you yeah, go. And that's great advice, Cal, because it's really like, you know, it's really difficult if you're having a hard time hearing your client. Like now all of this energy is being spent just trying to understand what they're saying. And so you know, we don't want our hypnotists, we don't want you to be wasting kind of your energy trying to hear. Um, so the powered speakers can make a big, big difference in that area. Super duper. All right, let me just show this one other thing that I have started using, and that is a lavalier mic. And gosh, it's here somewhere. Oh, it's being covered up by something. There we go. Now, I've been using lavalier mics for years. A little, little known bit of information about me is uh, when I first went to college way back in 1977, okay, when I was out of the military and I, I thought I wanted to be a recording engineer and I studied record engineering. And so I happened to know a lot about the, the physics of sound and getting good audio recordings and that kind of stuff because the laws and physics of recording does not change with technology. And what's the most important thing you can do when it comes to having a microphone is to place it within that six to eight inches from your mouth kind of thing. And it doesn't, it can make a very inexpensive microphone give you very good output, especially when we're talking about voice. 
if if you're you know if you're trying to do bass and cymbals and stuff like that, then dynamic range and 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 frequency range and all that stuff is hard to record. But voice is very easy to amplify and record and stuff like that. So here's an example. This is what I'm using right now. A a $23 mic, $22.99. What I some things I like about it is A, it works, B, it's very inexpensive, it's everything you need, and it is USB. Uh, good mics often are not just passive, but they're active. And uh, like the one I use when I do my normal podcast at the office, it has a battery in it. And every every time I record a new set of podcasts, it gets a new battery because I don't want to take the chance of the battery going out during a the recording of a podcast. Well, this microphone is powered through the USB connection. So if I got computer running, uh, my mic's going to be perfect. So there you go. Some if you add all that stuff together, you, you know you could let me see how much are they listing the, the speakers for? Okay, so they're they're seventy dollars. The, the mic is $23, and then the fancy schmancy, more than you need, uh, ring light is, is $89. You don't need any of it, but you can buy one piece at a time and see how that works for you to make it if you're going to continue to do online sessions for a long period of time. All right, good. Back to you, Erica. So Cal, are you using the integrated camera in your computer or like me, I don't like the integrated camera in my computer because my computer is kind of old and the camera that came with it is just not as good. So I'm using a Logitech H HD 1080p um, that's sitting on top of my monitor. Um, so what about you? Okay, so I am using a and a laptop with the with the camera in it, mm -hmm. and it's a, not an expensive laptop. It is uh, gosh, I don't even know what the brand it is. Then it's oh, it's an HP. Okay, and it's got a 1080p camera in it, and it's thoroughly adequate. Now, I recently bought a high-end gaming laptop. I wanted to have something that was gaming because I was going to do video editing and gaming laptops have this advanced graphics processing and I'm going to because I'm starting to do some video editing and I'm out on my patio and I start to record something I go man I look terrible what's going on here da, 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 da. and it's got a terrible camera in it a 720p or whatever that is I could not believe it so here's this medium priced make make sure if you're going to use a laptop and you have to buy one that it's 1080p or higher because it'll be sharper, clearer. And uh, so I, the problem with, with external cameras is sometimes they're too high and then and it's hard to get the angle right. Uh, it just depends like my office, I've got, you know, my when I, where I do my, my record, my sessions with clients, it's just like, this in fact it is this same laptop i brought it from my office here my desk computer has a big 32 inch curved monitor and guess what it doesn't have a camera in it so i would have to put a a, a webcam up there and it would really be kind of high and i would people are kind of used to looking at me on videos with a certain angle 
Let me just say one thing about that. So I've got my laptop so that the camera is slightly above eye level. You guys are used to seeing me with that camera view. And, and, if what and so I've got this, I got a thick book and I've got a Pelican uh, case that I use to store backup hard drives in, which is like a hard case, it's about this tall. And I have another book on top of that, okay? Now, if I was doing a lot of typing, it would be too high. But for the purpose it's doing, I've got that camera up there. And I, in my class, I talk about this a lot and get people dialed in so that they look right on camera. Um, by the way, if you're interested in getting the, my certification course, I, I only take 20 people at a time. That's how many people I can handle and get everybody's questions answers. It's about seven hours long. And uh, it's not on my website. If you want to uh, find out about it, go to my website, calbanian.com, and give us a call or email me at, uh, at probably Tasha at hypnosis.org. All that stuff's on the website. Um, but having good camera angles and lighting and stuff, it makes you look like what you're doing. And as I always say, hypnosis is a confidence game. If you don't get their confidence, there ain't gonna be no game. And so to do performance, I think the more you can look like you know what you're doing, the better. All right. Don't I look like I know what I'm doing? Look at that. I got certificates in the background and everything. Right, you do look like you know what you're doing for sure. And I just want to clarify, you're talking about your online. Um, so a hypnotist who's already certified, but getting certified and doing online sessions, because you have at least two certification courses, one for people to become hypnotists and then one for to be to be certified to do online sessions. Right. I didn't want to turn this into a big commercial, so I kind of blundered that. What, I, what it is, is, so we have a course for hypnotists who are already certified on how to safely, ethically, efficaciously, professionally do online sessions. It is the course from which the NGH standards came from because the course came first and then it was developed into the standards of the, the National Guild Hypnotist is recommending for all of the members. Awesome, we're running way over on this one. Yeah, yeah. only just one last thing I wanna mention, when you get okay. your technology, please play with it and try it out. Don't, don't leave that um, test run for your first client, you know? Um, play, you should know your technology and know how to change things. Um, and that again is really what Cal's talking about, about having confidence in what you do. So, you know, I know a lot of people like to throw their user manuals away when they get something like a ring light, but yes, make sure you know how to use it. Make sure you know how to uh, use the, um, the microphone and all of that before you work with your client. You know, that's absolutely right. Test, 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 practice, practice, practice. That's what professionals do. And uh, one other thing is play with it. I mean, if you've been using FaceTime and stuff like that, stop it. Start using this so that you're familiar with it. There's all little things you can learn and dial in. I'm currently uh, hosting a weekly uh, get together with some of uh, my motorcycle club brothers and on Fridays we just because they're all homebound and they're used to hanging out with each other and so it's kind of a BYOB uh, virtual clubhouse and uh, it's a good time I shut them down last week at at 12 o'clock I said I'm out of here if this thing's still running after I leave good for you okay so yeah play with it all right please wrap it up Erica
All right, well, it's wonderful um, sharing these tips with everybody online. We know that you can do this and we wanna encourage you to continue working with your clients um, through this crisis. And in the meantime, you're gonna learn how to do some really awesome online sessions uh, and continue to serve and help people where they are. I'm Erica Flint. You can find me at CascadeHypnosisTraining.com and my upcoming classes, certification courses are in July and October. I hope to see you there. Awesome. Thank you, Erica. And of course, I'm calbanion.com. You can find out about my courses and everything else I do. And guess what? Me and Erica, we do sessions online. And if you'd like to do, have us as your hypnotist, we'll be happy to see if we can work that out for you. You must be fluent in English because I failed Spanish in high school. All right. Calbanion. Banyan.